This is Dr. Balagai here. Today's podcast is on fluoropyrimidines and cardiovascular toxicity caused by these agents. Fluoropyrimidines are important antimetabolites and include 5-fluorouracil and its oral prodrug capsitabine. These agents are used in the therapy of gastrointestinal, breast, and head and neck tumors. This podcast is based on an excellent uh, expert analysis by Dr. Jaya Kanduri and Dr. Arthi Asnani, MD, on April 5th, 2019, published on acc.org. Another important source is the AHA scientific statement titled Cardio-Oncology, Vascular and Metabolic Perspectives, co-authored by Drs. Umberto Campia, Dr. Javed Muslehi, Dr. Le- Lele Amiri Kurdistani, MD, Dr. Anna Barak, Dr. Joshua Beckman, et al., published in uh, Circulation 2019, Volume 139, E579 to E602. The fluoropyrimidines are the third most commonly used chemotherapy agents used for the treatment of solid tumors of glandular and squamous origin, such as head and neck, esophageal, stomach, and bladder cancers. Use of fluoropyrimidines is a standard of care for therapy of advanced colorectal cancers and may have synergistic effects with external beam radiation to enhance the radiosensitivity of tumors. However, among conventional chemotherapies, 5-fluorouracil is likely one of the most common agents to cause cardiotoxicity second only to anthracyclines. Clinical manifestations reported with the use of fluoropyrimidines include angina attributed to coronary vasospasm, although myocardial infarction, heart failure, cardiac arrhythmias, pericarditis, coronary dissection, QT prolongation, and even sudden cardiac death has been reported. 5-fluorouracil is a pyrimidine analog that inhibits thymidylate synthase, an enzyme involved in the replication of DNA. These agents therefore function as S-phase antimetabolites and promote genomic instability by inducing double-stranded DNA and single-stranded DNA breaks, as well as by interfering with DNA synthesis, repair, and elongation. Capsitabine, the prodrug, is metabolized to 5-fluorouracil in a series of reactions involving the enzymes cytidine deaminase and thymidine phosphorylase, which are overexpressed in tumor cells, thus targeting cancerous cells over normally dividing tissue. The fluoropyrimidine-associated cardiotoxicity was first observed as early as the 1960s. However, there have been few clinical trials focused specifically on defining the incidence of cardiotoxicity, which is thought to range from 1 to 19 percent. In general, reported incidence data is based on retrospective studies with lack of consistent definitions of cardiotoxicity and have variable reporting of cardiac events. Coronary vasospasm is the most well-established manifestation of fluoropyrimidine cardiotoxicity 
It is supported by in vitro models of concentration dependent vasoconstriction by 5 fluoroiracil on vascular smooth muscle cells. However, some patients with reduced ejection fraction by echocardiography have been reported to demonstrate left ventricular wall motion abnormalities in areas that do not correspond to a classic coronary vessel distribution, suggesting that the mechanisms of cardiotoxicity may be multifactorial. Direct toxicity the myocardium has been proposed to be mediated by cardiotoxic metabolites such as fluoroacetate and fluorocitrate. Direct toxicity to the coronary endothelial intima may continue to contribute to thrombosis. In vivo rabbit studies have demonstrated apoptosis of epicardial cardiomyocytes and endothelial cells of the distal coronary arteries as a consequence of 5-fluorouracil therapy leading to inflammation as, in, as seen in myocarditis. An in vitro study demonstrated increased reactive oxygen species in cardiomyocytes and endothelial cells in the setting of 5-fluorouracil exposure. Takasubo cardiomyopathy has been described in case reports and is thought to be secondary to an exaggerated sympathetic response. Other suggested mechanisms include transformation of erythrocyte membranes to echinocytic shapes leading to increased blood viscosity, reduced oxygen carrying capacity and subsequent ischemia as well as vasospasm mediated by an allergic reaction arising from 5-fluorouracil exposure, the Kounis syndrome that is K-O-U-N-I-S syndrome. Other mechanisms reported to underlie Vasospasm include endothelial cell damage with cytolysis and denudation, as well as increased endothelial 1 bioactivity, leading to enhanced contractility of vascular smooth muscle cells and vasoconstriction. Incidence of coronary vasospasm varies by agent and schedule of administration. When high dose 5 fluoroiracil based chemotherapy was given as a continuous intravenous infusion, events consistent with coronary. Vasospasm, including angina, arrhythmia, or sudden death, were reported in up to 5.4% of the patients. In a prospective cohort, short-term 5-fluoroiracil and leucovirin administration was associated with the occurrence of cardiac-related events in 2.4% of the patients. Vascular toxicity of 5-fluoroiracil is observed predominantly within 72 hours of the first cycle. In a prospective surveillance study of patients treated with 5-fluoroiracil, 19 of 102 patients developed angina within 24 hours of 5-fluoroiracil initiation. These patients did not have previously diagnosed coronary artery disease and subsequent coronary angiography showed minimal disease. Associated EKG changes such as ST depression or ST elevation resolved with a resolution of chest pain over a 2-12 to hour period after drug cessation. Two patients demonstrated a reduction in left ventricular ejection fraction on echocardiogram compared with the recent baseline. A 2016 study by DeForni et al. consisted of 367 patients who were given high-dose 5-fluoroiracil. There was a 7.6% incidence of 5-fluoroiracil-associated cardiac events. That's 28 individuals. And 32% of these subjects, that, that is about a third, had known history of coronary artery disease. Events manifested 
as angina in 18, low blood pressure in 6, high blood pressure in 5, malaise in 4, shortness of breath in 2, cardiac arrhythmias in 1, and sudden death in 1 patient. Of the 28 patients with cardiac events, 75% had persistent symptoms after discontinuation of 5-fluorouracil. More recently, an analysis of 16 clinical trials incorporating 5-fluorouracil and capsitabine therapy, the Eastern Cooperative Group, Cancer Research Group, and the American College of Radiology Imaging Network found that most trials excluded patients with known preceding cardiovascular disease. The remaining studies did not account for pre-existing cardiovascular disease. Over less than half of the trials reported adverse cardiac events potentially related to 5-fluorouracil administration, highlighting the need for more studies to assess the incidence and mechanisms associated with 5-fluoropyrimidine cardiotoxicity. In a retrospective analysis from the Dutch colorectal cancer group, ischemia or infarction was observed in 2.9% of the patients treated with capsitabine and the highest incidence of cardiac events was observed in patients treated with capsitabine combined with oxyplatin bevacizumab. The symptoms were generally reversible after cessation of the fluoropyrimidine and with administration of vasodilators. However, despite the reversibility of vasospasm, death can occur. There is a high risk of relapse with fluoropyrimidine rechallenge and the relapse is associated with higher mortality. Therefore, rechallenge should be reserved for those without reasonable alternative cancer therapies and should occur only in the context of informed consent, vasodilator therapy with L-type calcium channel blockers or nitrates or both aspirin, continuous EKG monitoring, ideally in a CCU, and bolus rather than continuous 5-fluorouracil infusion. In one study, Klassen and colleagues recently reported that cardioprotective pre-therapy with two calcium channel blockers, nifedipine and diltiazem, and long-acting isosorbide mononitrate allowed successful re-challenge with bolus 5-fluorouracil or oral capsidabine in 11 patients. Based on this experience, recommendations for rechallenge include 1. Switching to a bolus regimen rather than a continuous infusion. 2. Pre-treatment with extended-release nifedipine and isosorbide mononitrate 3 to 4 hours prior to the 5-fluorouracil infusion. 3. Treatment during the infusion with short-acting diltiazine and sublingual nitroglycerin as needed. 4. Post-treatment with nifedipine and isosorbide mononitrate 12 hours after the first dose of pre-treatment of nitrate and or calcium channel blocker. 5. Post-treatment with nifedipine 24 hours after the first dose. High-risk patients presenting with 5-fluorouracil-associated angina should undergo emergent coronary angiography with revascularization as needed and lower risk patients with angina symptoms should undergo exercise stress testing or coronary CT angiography after resolution of symptoms.
Proposed risk factors for fluoropyrimidine cardiotoxicity include older age, concurrent administration of other cardiotoxic medications, and a preceding history of cardiac disease and cardiovascular risk factors. Once again, continuous infusions have been associated with higher incidence of cardiotoxicity as opposed to bolus dosing. Cardiotoxicity most commonly occurs during the first cycle of 5-fluorouracil administration with the mean time of symptoms around 12 hours. Diagnosis is typically based on the presence of such symptoms as chest pain, EKG changes, elevated cardiac biomarkers, and changes in LV function by echo and or the results of coronary angiography. In addition to the use of commonly accepted cardiovascular medications, uridine triacetate was approved by the US FDA in 2015 as an antidote for fluoropyrimidine toxicity. Uridine triacetate is the oral prodrug of uridine, a natural pyrimidine nucleoside that competes with 5-fluorouridine, 5-prime triphosphate incorporation into RNA, therefore attenuating fluoropyrimidine toxicity in normal tissue. Uridine triacetate is efficiently absorbed from the GIT and can be used for early onset severe fluoropyrimidine toxicity including gastrointestinal toxicity, neutropenia or even cardiac toxicity unresponsive to the cessation of the drug and or initiation of anti-anginal therapy. One study in 17 patients with an overdose of 5-fluorouracil showed promising results with uridine triacetate. However, larger prospective studies are needed to develop standardized and evidence-based protocols and algorithms for implementation of cardioprotective strategies. In conclusion, although fluoropyrimidines are chemotherapy agents that confer great benefit to many patients with solid tumors, their use is limited by cardiotoxicity in 1-19% to of the patients. More comprehensive observational and prospective studies are needed to guide cardioprotective strategies in patients receiving fluoropyrimidines. Additional references include one by Klassen, SC, Bonnicky, et al., titled Fluoropyrimidine-Induced Cardiac Toxicity, Challenging the Current Paradigm, published in the Journal of Gastrointestinal Oncology, 2017, Volume 8, pages 970 to 979. Another publication is one by Upshaw J.N., O'Neill A., Carver J.R. et al., titled Fluoropyrimidine Cardiotoxicity, Time for a Contemporaneous Appraisal, published in Clinical Colorectal Cancer, 2018, Volume 18, pages 44 to 51. And another is by Leo Nemi, Vikram Singh CD, Peralta MV, and Eric Yang, titled Fluoropyrimidine-Induced Cardiotoxicity, Manifestations, Mechanisms, and Management, published in Current Oncology Reports, 2016, Volume 18, page 35.